Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So, what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song? Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters? Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name? Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Bonetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, and I'm doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs. DMs now open. Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. 
What's up, everybody? Jason McIntyre, straight fire. Friday, October 16th. No Thursday night football last night. Made life uh, kind of good in the McIntyre household. Went out to dinner with the family. And uh, I wasn't glued to football and taking notes because I'm a nerd who does things like that. Uh, before we get to uh, the big news of the day, and there's a lot of it, <laughs> um, a reminder, later in the podcast, we will have the best bets for NFL this weekend. I've been doing three best bets, actually did four this week, and you're going to hate them. Uh, also, later in the podcast, we will have a, a great interview with Sam Monson. Interesting guy. This dude got noticed on a message board for his NFL takes and analysis. And um, I think you're going to love it. He's also got an accent. Uh, I think you'll like that as well. And also, big shout out to my brother, baby bro Jeffrey McIntyre. Birthday this weekend. Happy birthday, big guy. I know he's a daily listener to the podcast, and uh, I try to help him. I help him won his fantasy league last year. And uh, he was rolling this year, but the injuries have really hurt his team. So uh, trying to help him bounce back. He is on the other side of the country, but uh, who knows? Maybe he'll be moving out here to L.A. soon enough if he can convince his wife. All right, let's get to the big sports news. I don't know where to start. I mean, we got a big move in the NFL late Thursday. It actually broke while I was taping the interview with Sam Monson. Le'Veon Bell signs with the Chiefs. Uh, Oh, boy. Gosh, how bad are the Jets going to regret letting him go? Actually... You know, I don't know how bad they're going to regret it because he's going to look awesome and the Jets are going to be like, what if we have Adam Gaze for? He's a disaster. Yes, obviously they're going to regret it. What a train wreck the Jets are. But this is about Le'Veon Bell and the Chiefs. I mean, this is a 28-year-old running back who, what, three years ago was basically a top three running back in the league. Total dual threat. He was essentially Christian McCaffrey before McCaffrey got to the league. I mean, he's that patient runner who kind of dances at the line of scrimmage, great vision, and he's going to go in, and guess what? There's really no pressure on him. They've got Edwards Hilaire as the starting running back, the rookie out of LSU. He had a good opener, but has kind of uh, struggled to get loose since. And it's basically just another weapon in the pass game for Pat Mahomes. I mean, think about it. You've got Tyreek Hill, Mecole Hardman. Sammy Watkins just went down with an injury. He'll be back. Travis Kelsey, if he's not the best tight end in the league, he's certainly top three. And now you're going to add Le'Veon Bell? I mean, they've just got uh, an embarrassment of riches at the skill positions. And I don't think this is an overreaction to the Raiders' loss. I think this is, hey, we can buy low on an elite running back. He doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. We just won the Super Bowl. We want to get back there. Let's get Le'Veon Bell. Love the move. Smart move for the Chiefs. And um, I came close to taking them in the best bet this weekend, but I did not. I, I, how can you not love Le'Veon Bell to the Chiefs? Uh, all right. The next big piece of news came in the NBA. And um, actually two pieces of NBA news. I'll start with one that uh, I think is a little more interesting. Is Daryl Morey resigning. That's key. He was not fired by Tillman Furtada. Furtada, Furtida, whatever. However you say the owner of the Rockets. Um, Daryl Morey resigned. And I guess he worked out a deal where he's not returning as the GM. End of an era for Maury in Houston. I know, I know you're snickering. An era which includes zero trips to the finals. A lot, a lot of um, bandwidth on the internet. The stat guys love Daryl Maury. And I don't care how much you dislike him or the Rockets. It is undeniable how much he has changed the league. He has been a significant change agent over the last 13 years pushing the three ball more than anybody has before. And this move to small ball has been fascinating to watch. I know I know, other teams have uh, ushered in the three. The Warriors famously went heavy with the threes. The Rockets took it to another level. The Warriors went smart with small ball, Draymond Green at center. The Rockets said, we're not going to have a center. <laughs> we're just going to go small ball exclusively. And again, like it helps when one team has... Two of the greatest shooters in NBA history in Curry and Clay, And then you add Kevin Durant. I mean, that's... The, the Rockets had nothing of the sort. It never totally fit for the Rockets. They got close twice. And I, I know I talk about this a lot. Um, game 7, the first year Durant went to the Warriors. So I think that would be 27... It was like May of 2017. And the Rockets... Kind of had that series, guys. 
I mean, they were on the ro- Warriors were on the ropes. Halftime of Game 7, Rockets had a double-digit lead. And I listen, I had a lot of money riding on the Warriors that year to win the title. Um, I had a lot of money on the Warriors in that series. And I had a lot of credibility on the line because I said they would smoke the, the Rockets. Um, and I'll never forget, like, oh, man. Down 10 at half. I was literally nervous. And the Warriors aren't even, like, one of the teams I've loved forever. I'm just a Curry guy. And that third quarter that they put on the Rockets is one of my favorite quarters in the last decade in the NBA. It was incredible. Go watch it on YouTube. A flurry of threes. And the Rockets and their three-point strategy. I mean, they missed 27 straight between bridging the third and fourth. Unforeseen stuff. And, um... It was tough. And then the next year, um, or no, I guess it was, was it two years later or the next, well, whatever it was, Kevin Durant was unavailable and he was injured and it was like, oh my gosh, the Warriors are in trouble. They have to go to Houston for game six. And it was like, oh boy, Golden State, are they going to be able to pull this off? And it's just, unfathomable how bad the Rockets were in Game 6. I think that was the end of the James Harden-Chris Paul union. Steph Curry just broke them, literally. In the second half, Curry was unbelievable. And it just ruined it. And those were like the two chances that they had very close to taking down uh, Golden State. That was the closest they got to the finals. And, you know, I don't know what's next for Maury. I mean, his services are going to be in demand. I mean, the success he had is undeniable. Um... But he didn't get to the finals, and you're going to have guys taking shots at him in the media. I will not be one of them. Uh, my one Daryl Morey story, when I was living outside Philly, I went to a Sixers-Rockets game, and I was doing a piece on Morey's Rockets, and we had talked via text message, and yeah, he gave me crumbs. And then he, he was all set up, yep, yeah, we'll talk after the game. I tried to get a hold of him, and he wouldn't meet me, kind of stiffed me, but uh, no no harm. Hey, it happens. I was a, I was a blogger. Uh, this was before I had any FS1 credibility or Fox Sports Radio. and um, I- An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. I was just honored that he returned my text messages, but uh, Maury A. had a great run. The other big news in the NBA, Ty Lu signing on to be the next Clippers coach. And... I don't know, folks. Ty Lue is a LeBron guy. And the only move here for the Clippers is, hey, LeBron looks like a juggernaut. LeBron and AD are the best tandem in the league. How do we beat them? We get LeBron's guy who may have an answer on how to beat him. I, I mean, Ty Lue, one of the luckiest coaches in NBA history, gets to coach LeBron as his first job. And his second job, Kawhi Leonard. Like, does it get much better than that? Ty Lue, you know, he was a solid role player in the NBA coming off the bench, famous with the Lakers. Now he's going to the dark side and coaching the Clippers. I got to be honest, I don't know that Ty Lue's going to be the answer to put them over the top. They've got some chemistry problems that need sorting out. You know who the alpha now is in that huddle who's going to yell at the players? Ty Lue. And I don't know how Paul George, assuming he's still with the team, is going to take that. Um, yo, Ty Lue, what did you accomplish? Well, you know, he'll come back with, well, I came back from being down 3-1 uh, against the Warriors and we won. Oh, you did that? That wasn't Kyrie and LeBron? Well, that was you. Oh, okay. And I just, I wonder if the egos in that Clippers locker room, were they humbled enough by what happened against Denver? Or are they still ego-driven and going to be like, yo, Ty Lue, okay, you're a LeBron guy, whatever. So Clippers still have a lot to get sorted out. Good luck to Ty Lue. It's a, it's a tall order. Um, but, hey, he got the head job. So that wraps up. What was an eventful Thursday in sports. And now, coming up next, a great interview with Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Bonetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined. You may know me from Game Day View or Game Day Morning on NFL Network. Basically, any shows with the word game in it. Odds are you'll find me there. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, like breaking down games, questioning Tom Brady's genetic makeup. It's going to be great. I'm also doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs. DMs now open. <laughs> We want to hear from you, fans of the NFL. And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Did you commit a misdemeanor crime when you were 12 and need to tell somebody about it? Please, for the love of Roger Goodell, do not tell me. I can be held accountable. Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters? Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name? Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Our vast network has the NFL's best talent bringing you right into the action each week. There's always room to add more football into your podcast rotation, and our vast group of shows will surely keep you up to date with everything you need to know surrounding the National Football League. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. 
All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire now a guy who's super interesting. You know, covering the NFL, a lot of these people grew up, went to college, covered the NFL in small newspapers, then big papers. Not this guy. Sam Monson, pro football focus. Sam, how are you, man? I'm doing good. How about you? I- I'm excellent. I'm very excited for week six. It feels like a one of the toughest weeks so far of the season to pick games. But before we get to week six, I got to ask... Um, I was reading up on your backstory, and listen, there's a lot of young people who listen to this podcast who want to break into media. And Sam, it sounds like basically you got discovered on a message board in uh, while you were living in Ireland. Is that true? Yeah. So I, I don't have the conventional way through. I wouldn't recommend the route that I chose as your uh, as your way into the profession. Um, Really, I just got lucky. You know, Neil Hornsby. set up pro football focus he kind of created it from scratch and when he first set this thing up he had the system he had the back end the it the website and quickly he needed guys to come on and help him actually do the games you know grade analyze put in all the data um so he turned to a bunch of guys that he knew from the nfl's uk message board Uh, you know guys that he (laughs) thought had a pretty good knowledge of football and you know, knew had the time to, to help him do this thing. So me, Ben Stockwell, Khaled Elside, the sort of the first guys in PFF all came on that way. So let's like, how does someone notice you on a message board? Where are you? You're just popping on there. What during the games and chiming in, or are you doing it afterward with analysis? How, how did the message board work? Yeah. I mean, I think it was that kind of period of the internet, right? Where message boards were, were sort of a thing for a few years and people would just talk about football and about, about the NFL generally. And, you know, whatever your thoughts were on any particular topic. Now, I guess that all happens on Twitter, right? But back in the day, it used to be message boards and you would just sort of give your thoughts on whatever the topic was at the time. And I guess after a while, you know, you get to know, which guys you think know what they're talking about, which guys are, you know, don't. And I guess there was just a few, a few people that, you know, Neil had sort of pegged as, as people that, that knew enough football to be able to get involved with something like this. And so were you getting paid uh, by Neil when you were writing on the message board or that, that didn't come till afterward? So when he hired us on to do games, uh, PFF at, at the start was basically funded out of his pocket. He was a wow. business consultant by trade and he was doing this whole thing as a hobby and he got a bunch of us on board and was basically paying us by the game. So, you know, we would do a game of, of data entry and of grading and, uh, and that kind of thing. And we would get whatever it was that we, but it was paid, you know, by the game. And then we just kind of cranked through until eventually we started making some money off NFL teams and, and consumers when we were selling a, a product. That's pretty awesome. Now, I do have to say, you were coaching rugby at the time as well? Yeah, I, I had a part-time gig coaching uh, kids rugby at uh, Willow Park Schools, which is a sort of like a, a, uh, whatever the, the – what, what's the what's the middle school? Middle school over middle, here, okay. I think, would be it. And they're the sort of pipeline to – one of the most successful um, like Irish rugby schools. So you were a big rugby player in your youth as well? Not a big rugby player, but yeah, like rugby would have been my sport. Um, and then I kind of got into coaching just part-time when I was That's awesome. uh, studying journalism in Dublin. So let me ask you about the grading, because I'm sure you guys get questions about this all the time. Let's take, for instance, and, I, and only because we're going to talk about this game later, uh, the, the Brown-Steelers game. The Browns have a guard named Wyatt Teller who, according to Pro Football Focus, is the highest-graded guard in the league this year. And I would guess, Sam, a lot of, you know, let's say 10 million people are watching the Browns game. I would say 8 million people don't know who Wyatt Teller is. Is that a safe assumption? Like, he's a guard on the Browns. I mean, it's just a guess. But he's graded out number one. If you asked a lot of casual fans who's the best guard in the NFL, they might say the kid on uh, Indianapolis, Quinton Nelson. He, he's killing people. You guys only have Nelson graded eighth. Can you just talk us through how you get to Teller being the top graded guard? In the- yeah, and, and it's important. You know, it's only five games into the season. So if you'd asked us five games ago who the best guard in the NFL was, Wyatt Teller wouldn't have been on the list. You know what I mean? Oh, He's wow. kind of come out of nowhere. And we really hadn't seen this kind of play from him in the past. I mean, his grade last season 
was average. Um, his grade the year before that in Buffalo was average. This year, though, he's been a different guy. I mean, it, the grading is – offensive line is a pretty good place to start because most of the blocks are kind of adversarial, right? It's one-on-one or it's a guard versus a block – a defense uh, defender, whether it's a defensive lineman or whether it's a linebacker at the second level. It's essentially – you know, did you win the block that you were trying to execute? And if you did, how much did you win it by? Was it a dominant mm. pancake where you just buried the guy into the turf? Or did you just get him sealed enough so that there's a gap, you know, inside you for the running back to make it through? And then obviously, pass protection is, is even easier. It's just, did you allow pressure? And if so, how decisive was it? Was it a really bad loss that happened in two seconds or... Did you cling on and cling on for four or five seconds and then eventually pressure came right at the end? So just in those simple terms, Teller's allowed three hurries in five games. Like that's a pretty crazy number for any kind of pass blocker. So his pass blocking has been fantastic. And then the run game, that's, you know, night and day compared with what he's done before. But if you throw on like the Dallas game and just watch what he and Jack Conklin at right tackle – what those guys were doing to the Dallas defensive linemen, they were just burying those guys and just bulldozing them off the line of scrimmage with combination blocks and, you know, just absolutely laying waste to what the Cowboys had up front. Now that's fascinating because it sounds like, I mean, listen, there's probably a lot of subjectivity into, did you uh, hold the block long enough? What is a great block versus a good block? Um, now, he hasn't really faced any one of the caliber that he's going to face this week, right? The Steelers have one of the best defensive lines in the league, if not number one, inside, outside. They're loaded. Do you think, given uh, Teller's history, even if he, assuming he plays, um, this will be a huge step up in class for not only him, but I think the entire Browns offensive line? Yeah, I mean, this is as stiff a test it gets. The Steelers have the highest pressure rate of any defense in the NFL through five weeks they've got the highest um blitz percentage as well like they're coming after teams and they're generating pressure doing it i think you know teller's faced some decent competition so far this season the ravens obviously was week one but he faced that washington defensive front the the colts have some good players as well he's he's not had an easy run of it but you're right the steelers is like a different test altogether not just for him but for this browns offense and i think it's the stiffest test that the offense has faced since that week one game against Baltimore where they just couldn't function. Um, And it's going to be interesting to see. Baker Mayfield for the last few weeks has been much better at being, staying in the pocket, looking fairly comfortable when he does. But the Steelers, with all that pressure, and with all the blitz that they send to people, that's going to kind of, you know, encourage Baker Mayfield to lean back into the negatives that he was um, doing way before when he was doing in the Baltimore game. And, you know, running out of pockets and trying to make plays outside of structure and just sort of abandoning the, the the correct way of playing in structure and trying to do too much by himself. This will be the biggest test since that game of whether he's actually adjusted his game or if he just had opposition that would enable him to play that way. Yeah, I, I feel like Josh Allen and the Bills, really, he, he was dominant. I mean, Josh Allen was incredible for the first four weeks. And then did we see the real Josh Allen on Tuesday night? You know, like right. it's one of those things like uh, I, I don't know if it was he was awful in that game. I don't think he was terrible, but he just wasn't great like he had been for the first four games. So how much stock can you put into, you know, five weeks of results? I mean, Wyatt Teller, the number one guard in the league, uh, when, when you're analyzing the games? Yeah, I mean, you can't. Five games, four games, it's, it's incredibly small sample size. And every single year, we see guys that go on a four or five game stretch of play that is completely outside of anything we've seen from them before, whether it's positive, you know, the good end or whether it's on the bad end, we just see guys have a terrible four or five game stretch of play and you have to see if it's going to sustain itself. And it's always difficult when you have guys at either end of their career, because you start looking for patterns, right? If it's an old guy, you start looking for the time where they're done, right? This is the sign it's those four games. Now he's he's 40 years old. His time is over. He's cooked. Um, but it might not be. It might just be a bad run of games, and he bounces back, and you see uh, the real guy again. And similarly, at the start of a guy's career, you're looking for a sign 
that the light bulb has gone off, that the, the, that they finally got it, that the game has slowed down for them and that they've developed into the player they're going to be. And it might be that four game stretch where they look great. On the other hand, it might just be that those were four games. Sam yeah. Darnold, I think is a great example of this. Oh, There's, <laughs> you know, a four or five game stretch. I think in every season of his career, dating back to college where he looks like the best quarterback in the nation. And then in the, you know, one of the best in the NFL, and it just it doesn't last, and it hasn't lasted for him every single season. He's obviously got bigger problems than just his own play because the situation around him is so bad. But the point is, you know, if you make the sample size small enough, you can always find the, the stretch of play that makes that guy look different to the, all the other games. How much do, do you think, and not to hammer Teller, uh, how much do you think Stefanski's uh, you know, addition to the Cleveland Browns coaching staff uh, running the show, like – he worked magic in Minnesota. If memory serves, the Vikings offensive line trended upward the last two years. Um, but it feels like Stefanski probably has had an impact on, you know, the offensive line and that offense. Is that safe to say? Yeah, yeah, huge impact. I mean, this is a, it gets talked about as a quarterback friendly system, but I think it's a system that's friendly to a bunch of different positions. An offensive line is definitely one of them. You know, if you look, Kyle Shanahan has always had this. He tends to get these career years out of quarterbacks, and that's the thing that gets the attention. But he also gets like career years out of offensive tackles because they don't have to block for as many, you know, straight drop back, seven step drop vertical mm. sets. They get a ton of play action. They get a ton of sort of run fake um, motion when they're pass blocking. So they don't have to do the same thing that some of these other offensive tackles do. It just makes their life easier. Um, and the same thing is true for the rest of the offensive line as well. There's so many plays that aren't sort of true pass sets. They're various variations of, you know, run fakes or or true RPOs where you're legitimately run blocking. You're not actually pass blocking. So massively helps those guys and lets them kind of tee off on defenses that are still trying to figure out what the play is, still trying to diagnose if it's a run or a pass. And, yeah, I, I think this is – a really good system that Stefanski's brought with him with a proven track record throughout the league, you know, with various different iterations and quirks from the, the specific coach. And it's definitely worked wonders, but it's also yeah. um, important, I think, to point out the competition, you know, and say that outside of that Baltimore game, they really haven't faced another, you know, the Colts have a, a good defense, but it, it's much more vanilla than the Baltimore and the Pittsburgh defense. I think this is going to be the first big test that they face since that week one game. Yeah. All right. Let's move to uh, probably the game of the week. Um, Packers bucks, right? So I'm looking at the green Bay Packers, the DVOA numbers for them from football outsiders. They're the awful defense bottom five in the league. I'm looking at the pro football focus numbers and <laughs> it's a lot of yellow and orange other than Jair Alexander, who's the number one graded cornerback according to PFF. How do you handicap this game? From uh, X's and O's, and then what you see with the line, if you if you pay attention to the line uh, from Vegas. I mean, I think the big thing is who for Tampa Bay is going to be healthy. We were talking all last yeah. season about, you know, Tom Brady, how much has he done, and how much was the fact that he just didn't have any receivers in New England. Um, and the fact that once none of those guys could get open and teams started taking away Julian Edelman, he just had nowhere to go with the ball, and that made – him look worse. It made the offensive line look worse because he had to hold on to the ball longer. It just made everything worse. And we were saying all through the offseason, well, the one thing you don't have to worry about is a lack of receivers in Tampa Bay because you've got Mike Evans, you've got Chris Godwin, you've got Scotty Miller in the slot, you've got all those tight ends, you've got player, you know, running backs out of the backfield. <laughs> They're all hurt. They see somehow yeah. back in the same position of having nobody to throw to because everybody's banged up and even guys like Mike Evans are going out there and playing, but he's clearly physically hampered. He's not a hundred percent. He's doing what he can. So a big part of this is, you know, what percentage of Brady's receivers are actually going to be out there and, and playing at a level that help him out. Because I think he's definitely reached the point of his career where, you know, he isn't a transcendent quarterback anymore. He's not going to raise the ability of everyone else around him. He actually needs some receivers to get open and give him somewhere to go with the ball. But then now he's facing off against an Aaron Rodgers who was back playing at that 2011 MVP Aaron Rodgers level that we didn't necessarily think was still there. That guy is back, and that is a transcendent quarterback talent where 
It doesn't matter if he doesn't have Devontae Adams. He is out there firing the ball where it needs to go, hitting guys like, you know, Alan Lazard, turning him into a superstar, putting three touchdowns in Robert Tanyan's hands. Like, it's it's fascinating to me because you've got Tom Brady, who I think is still capable of really high-level play, but suddenly doesn't have the help around him. And then Aaron Rodgers, who we've been talking about for a few years now, they, they've never given him help. You know, it's been Devontae Adams and nobody else. And we're finally seeing this year that, you know what, he might not have actually ever needed the help, at least in terms of supporting casts. He just needed the offense to be tweaked a little bit. And then, I don't know whether he needed the fire lit under him again, but, you know, Rodgers, the best Darren Rodgers definitely looks to be back. And that, I think, makes them the favorites in pretty much every game they're going to play. So, so do you like them this weekend against Tampa? I, I will add this little nugget, and I don't know if a lot of people have talked about this. I am a Jets fan, and I know Mike Pettin, the Packers defensive coordinator, did a pretty good job against Tom Brady back, way back in the Rex Ryan era. This was like eight years ago. So there is some familiarity there. I don't know if this pretty bad Packers defense will be able to stop Tampa, but on the other side, like you said, Aaron Rodgers is a machine, and the Tampa secondary, they got had by Justin Herbert. You know, so... I don't know. Are you leaning one way or the other here? Yeah, I do like the Packers. Initially, when I saw the line, it felt like an overreaction to the Chicago game. You know, the mm-hmm. the, uh, the Bucks kind of, they could have won that game, should have won that game, and just ended up kind of throwing it away at the end. It almost felt like an overreaction to that until you start to look at all the guys they have on the injury report and say, I mean, that, that really does justify it. You know, if he doesn't yeah. have all those receivers and there's, there's some defenders missing it as well. I think that does put a pretty big blow on that Tampa Bay team, who I expect to still be really good later in the year once they get healthy. But right now, I, I think you have to favor Aaron Rodgers the way he's playing. Yeah. All right, let's go to a game I, a near and dear to my heart because for whatever reason, I'm in love with this team, the Detroit Lions. Uh, and Matt Patricia is probably the worst coach in the league. They're currently favored against Jacksonville. And I... Sam, help talk me off taking the Lions here and then sweating and cursing on Sunday that you shouldn't have done it. Because, I mean, I see the Jags injury report. A couple guys are back. It looks like Josh Allen, light practice. Um, uh, The great cornerback, the young kid, C.J. Henderson, looks like he's coming back. But, you know, D.J. Shark, Chenault, they're both hurt. They haven't practiced. What do you make of Lions-Jaguars? Yeah, I'm kind of with you in that I think that the Lions should definitely win. The only thing that that goes against them is, you know, the – Dealing when, when you're a quarterback and a young quarterback and you're trying to sort of show that you're better than just, you know, just the body that was good enough to hold the place for a while. Um, I, Minshew, I think, has struggled doing that when he's had the opportunity. He hasn't necessarily played up to it. But against the Lions, you know what you're going to be facing. You know, they play more man coverage than anybody else in the NFL. They play cover one, like 55% of their snaps. At least he knows what he's looking at. And he therefore knows where he should be going with the ball. And he's an accurate quarterback. You know, Minshew has a lot of faults, but he is a fundamentally accurate passer of the football. And it's easier to do that when you're facing man coverage and you know what you're going to be facing every single time than when you have to deal with diagnosing the coverage first, then identifying the open guy, then getting the ball to him with accuracy, particularly when you have an arm like his that's kind of marginal and you don't have you know, if you cost yourself too much time with reading and diagnosing and then figuring out where to go, you, you might not have the, the arm to get it into the gap that you left yourself with. But when you're playing man coverage, you can do almost all of that pre-snap. You know where you're going with the ball, and it's mm. just a case of hitting the target. Oh, geez. <laughs> so, and Trufant, it looks like he's struggling this year. I know they've had some injuries in the secondary. Uh, it, it sounds like you think maybe this is uh, a stay away from. I, I think the Lions are going to dominate offensively. Uh, but it, the question is, can Minshew keep up? Because he always seems in the fourth quarter to be like, okay, he just needs a touchdown and they cover, you know? Right. And I, I think the Lions have enough sort of – there's enough concerns about that defense that you do. I, I would worry that Minshew's able to kind of get enough going on offense to keep that close. All right, let me go to uh, a game that I think is interesting. And people aren't really talking about it because Tennessee just played Tuesday. But – the, the Titans had, I think, two practices, Sam, in like 16 days. They came out and looked really impressive. Uh, I know the Buffalo defense is nothing that nothing great, but six for six in the red zone. And now on super short week, they host the Houston Texans. And I, f- I feel like Tennessee should be favored more than three. Is this some kind of trap? 
Um, no, I, I think your logic's true. I, I think it, it holds up. And look, people are talking about how, you know, the Texans are better than their record so far, and they've been the victim of that really tough schedule to start the mm-hmm. season. And I think to an extent that's true, but their schedule's not getting that much easier. You know, they, they still have like a top five most difficult schedule from here on in. They, they face the Jags, and that's a, a pretty good team to get yourself back on track against, particularly given the injuries that they had. But Tennessee is not the Jags. Like, they're going to be facing a good Tennessee team, and all the problems that were there through those first four games are still there. So, yeah, I, I think that this bounce back for, for Houston may well last one game, and then they go back to being just a very fundamentally flawed team that's, that's going to struggle. How do you, and again, you're a real sharp mind when it comes to NFL. When somebody says something like, Jadavian Clowney revenge game, is it just kind of an eye roll? Or I mean, I, I don't expect anybody to factor that into an analysis, but if Clowney's standing up in the defensive room and says, guys, I spent some time with these frauds, I know they're jokers, we got to do this, 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 and, and it just kills them. I mean, is that laughable or is there something to that, if Colonel, if anything? I mean, I think there might be something to that on an individual player level that, you know, this guy is going to want to try his hardest to beat that team. And we may see Jadavian Clowney have a great game, but the difference between the over, the difference between Jadavian Clowney having an average game and a great game is probably not the difference between somebody winning and losing this game. So it may well be a factor and it may well be a thing. It's just unlikely to be something that actually materially impacts the outcome. Um, is there a game you like that you want to talk about? Maybe a, an underdog you've looked at or, um, I, I mean, I, I like talking about Cleveland Pittsburgh cause I don't understand why people are betting on, on the Browns here. This was four and a half. I think at one point it was down to three. Now it's about back up a little bit. Odell Beckham sent home with an illness. Uh, I don't know if you saw that on Thursday. Um, people are speculating. Maybe it's COVID. Uh, listen, people get sick, whatever. Um, but what do you, I mean, Baker Mayfield's with the rib injury, uh, Teller, as I said, out that both starting safeties are nicked up, haven't practiced yet this week. I, I don't know, Sam, any thoughts on Brown Steelers? Yeah, I think this is one of the games of the week, and I have a lot of very similar thoughts. I mean, this was already the biggest challenge that Baker Mayfield has faced since that week one. Now he's dealing with that rib injury. And, you know, our boss, Chris Collinsworth, he's got a podcast now, and he was telling the story about how Look, just because he got cleared in the x-ray, that doesn't mean anything because <laughs> a lot of times, you know, if you have cracked ribs, they can't even see the crack until like two weeks later when it starts to calcify and to heal. And then they're like, oh, look, there was a crack. We didn't see that the first time on the x-ray. So he's like, look, he may have got cleared, but that does not mean that those ribs are okay. Like we may see Baker Mayfield having some real problems against the most blitz-happy team in the NFL, the most... Um, pressure-generating defense in the NFL. He is going to be under siege with bad ribs. So, yeah, look, the Browns have been doing a great job. That offense is in good shape with Stefanski. But I think there's a serious scenario whereby they just get buried by this Pittsburgh defense. Mm, I'm with you. That's good to hear. All right, let me go to uh, one here. The Eagles and the Ravens. Um I thought the Eagles would win the division. I've been way wrong about them. And now Lane Johnson, their great uh, right tackle, he was carted off. He hasn't practiced yet this week. And we already know that the offensive line is a mash unit in front of Wentz. As excited I am as about Fulham, the wide receiver who came out of nowhere. I picked him up in fantasy. This team just isn't very good. Give me a reason the Ravens don't open a can on these guys and win by 25. Yeah, it's tough to find one. The only thing I will say is that Carson Wentz looked different last week than he's looked most mm. of the season. You know, the first few weeks, he was playing as bad as any quarterback in the NFL. I think through three or four weeks, he was the lowest graded quarterback in the league by PFF wow. grades. Um, something changed midway through that San Francisco game, and he seemed to kind of get himself in order in the second half. But then this past week, I know there was a, you know, the numbers don't look great, and the, there was a the bad interception in there. But overall, he at least looked like he was back to being able to throw the ball and deliver it where it needs to go and, you know, generally hit open receivers, which is what he wasn't able to do in the first mm-hmm. few weeks. Now, he's still the injuries are still a problem. Like the offensive line is still bad, banged up, down down in terms of depth. Receiver is still an issue, even with Fulham. Um, but I think it's such a huge statement for this team that 
Carson Wentz does look to be kind of at least back to Carson Wentz, not whoever was playing for the first few weeks. So <laughs> it kind of feels like, look, it didn't matter last week. The, the, the team, you know, the Steelers are too good and it might not matter this week. The Ravens are too good. But I think in terms of that division, you know, which is still wide open because yeah. nobody's able to win long term, I think it's good. And the Eagles might have a shot because it looks like Wentz is kind of back. All right, one last one before we get to the final game. Um, Lamar Jackson, did you watch any of that Bengals game? I don't know if you were involved in any grading, but it's pretty clear his, something's up with his knee because he just made a concerted effort to stay in the pocket, ran nowhere. But the Eagles have never faced Lamar. Now, the Bengals have seen Lamar Jackson plenty, I think four times. Uh, first time the Eagles see Lamar, this should be a game where he opens it up and can get loose for some big plays. Any thoughts on Lamar and the knee and whether or not he's trying to pivot to being a pocket guy? Yeah, I think it's probably a few things in that. he. I think you're right that his knee is not 100%. They probably didn't want to run him a ton in that game. And it also sort of it had an air about it that, look, we just got beat up by the, the Chiefs. We got put in that hole that we've been put in before where we suddenly have to be a passing team and chase a game. And it went badly again. We weren't able to hang with the Chiefs. We weren't able to get that offense going. It almost felt like, you know, we're, we're going to beat the Bengals. Look, we're going to beat the Bengals. Lamar's not 100%. So let's practice. Let's try and get mm. this offense going. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams. And you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance. Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off. And everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to... Like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. As a passing entity without the run game being a huge part of it. And... You know, obviously they won the game, but it, it didn't exactly go beautifully in terms of yeah. trying to pivot to that pass-happy system. But you're right, it's an interesting matchup with this uh, Eagles defensive front that's still really good, still has a lot of talent on it, but they're not used to defending a weapon like Lamar that can just completely mess up what you're trying to do. Uh, all right, last game real quick. Chiefs at the Bills. Buffalo also played on Tuesday. They, you know, reality check for Josh Allen and company. I mean, Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, again, this is a narrative. The idea of them coming off a loss, uh, a team that hasn't lost a football game in a long time, uh, it feels like this is a spot that Kansas City really moves the football at will. I do have some questions about that defense, but is there a reason you wouldn't take Kansas City favored by four on the road here? 
the only reason is I, I'm not usually big on the narrative of, you know, this team gave everybody a blueprint to beat somebody. Right. But mm -hmm. the Raiders kind of did with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you know, a lot of times people say that and it's like all you need is, you know, the best quarterback in the NFL and a great pass rush and the stuff you can't replicate. But the Raiders don't have a ton of talent. And yet they did a very they had a very concerted game plan to cause Mahomes problems. And it did. They sort of, they almost um, baited him into running out of the pocket in a certain direction and had linebackers very quickly waiting to chase him the second he left the pocket and basically put him under pressure out in space. Because usually you see him running around and he has all day to sort of find that crazy pass that only Patrick Mahomes can make. But mm -hmm. as soon as he left the pocket, there was one or two linebackers from the Raiders chasing him down. And I'm, I'm just interested to see whether Buffalo's defense takes something from that tape and tries to put Mahomes in the same kind of situations. Um, and if Mahomes falls for it, you know, or if he learns from what he did last week and, and hangs in the pocket more and tries to kind of keep things going from, from inside the structure of the offense more than he did, because that felt like Texas Tech Patrick Mahomes for the first time yeah. in a long time. Uh, and, and I should add, I don't know if you've seen the news. We're taping this on Thursday afternoon, but it just broke that Le'Veon Bell has signed with the Chiefs. And I just looked at the line. This game was three and a half a lot of places. It went up to four and a half. Now, I don't know if that's because of the Le'Veon Bell signing. I can't imagine he's worth a point. He doesn't know the offense. Like, come on. Um, but any thoughts on Le'Veon Bell going to the Chiefs? Um, Edwards Alaire, the rookie, looked awesome in week one. And since then, he's been pretty quiet. Um Le'Veon Bell, just another weapon for Pat Mahomes, huh? Yeah, and I do think that Le'Veon Bell will go back to looking very, very good in that offense. You know, he <laughs> the biggest sort of point about running backs is that all the data says that they are more a product of their environment than they are the product of the talent that they have versus other running backs. So Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh was in one of the best running back situations in the NFL. Great offensive line, good quarterback, high-octane passing attack. Um, offense that was willing to split him out and use him in creative ways. And he looks like a, an all-time great running back. Then he goes to the Jets. Offensive line is bad. Quarterback's not good. Coaching is not helping him out. And everyone's asking, is he done? Like, is he just not that good anymore? And the truth is, like, you put him somewhere in the middle between those two situations, and he's going to go back to being somewhere in the middle. And if anything, he's on the, the Pittsburgh end of the spectrum in terms of Kansas City because – Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, that offensive line is good, not great, but he should look way better than he's looked so far and probably pretty close to the guy that was playing in Pittsburgh. That's a scary prospect. I mean, this, this guy was an all-pro two years ago, right? Or three years ago, I guess. He did nothing with the Jets. He did not have one carry, Sam. I think he was in 17 games, zero carries, over 20 yards. Like that, but that doesn't mean anything, like you said, because the coach stinks and the line blows. But um, all right, Sam Monson, hey, great stuff. Follow him on social media. He's at Pro Football Focus. I love your work, Sam. Great analysis, and uh, enjoy the weekend. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. First in the pages of the magazine, then on SI.com. And now, that tradition continues on a new podcast. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. We'll ask the questions that we're all wondering and push for the answers we all want. Everything from investigating the Super Bowl's impact on LA to examining why booing is as big a part of the fan experience as cheering. Sports Illustrated Weekly is here to bring you the entertaining tales you can't get anywhere else. The kinds of stories that make you smile and laugh, clap and cry, Marvel Think, and fall in love with sports all over again. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. 
What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. All right, it's time for the best bet here on Straight Fire. Took an L Tuesday. How about ugly L? The Buffalo Bills lost his favorites in Tennessee, dropped the record to 31-19-4. That's a nice old 62% clip. Now, that's not all NFL games. We've had some new listeners this week, which is always nice. To the new folks who have not been here from the jump, you missed out. Uh, We did a lot of NBA, and we're doing, obviously, multiple NFL picks. And we're going to start to do college once the Big Ten gets in action here, I believe, next weekend. Uh, 31-19-4. That's 62%. You know, over the long haul, you want to hit about 57% to be winning. And uh, it's tough to keep that up. Very tough if you uh, have been gambling for many years. Let's dive into the NFL. I've picked three games each week, folks. Getting greedy. Going with four games. Off the jump, the Miami Dolphins favored by nine against my New York Jets. Now, I know this sounds a little crazy. It's minus nine, 110, um, where you're shopping here on Thursday. And what I saw, this is not an overreaction to the 49ers game. This is not a buy high on the Dolphins. This is a schematic play. The Dolphins finally have Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, the cornerbacks, healthy. They have not been healthy much this season. When they're on the field together, fun fact, they have yet to give up a touchdown. That's pretty good. Don't throw at Xavier Howard. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. And remember... Byron Jones was their big, splashy free agent steal from the Cowboys. There's a reason the Cowboys' secondary stinks because their best player is in Miami. So they were able to play on islands against the 49ers, who have no receivers to begin with. You were able to pull the safeties up, take away the run game, and blitz the hell out of Jimmy G and C.J. Beathard. The result? Destruction. And, folks, it ain't going to be much different with the Jets. I know Brashad Perryman's back. whoop de damn do okay? Um... Listen, as a longtime Jets fan, it pains me to say this, but yeah, I, I give me Xavier Howard over Brashad Perryman any day of the week. They're, and they're going to lock up the Jets receivers. Jets do not have their best tackle, Makai Becton. He has also missed practice all week. He missed last game. And uh, I think, just think they're going to blitz the hell out of the Jets. And it's going to be a long day for Joe Flacco. Jets can't run to begin with. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't love Ryan Fitzpatrick covering a nine-point spread. But I'm assuming at least one turnover, maybe two for uh, Flacco setting up a short field. And I, and I just, I wonder if my Jets have quit on Adam Gaze last week, okay, against Arizona, which had been struggling, two losses in a row. The Jets defense had one quarterback hit, one sack, one tackle for loss. That's it. And Arizona's offensive line's no great shakes. I like the Dolphins, favored by nine. Next pick. This is another risky one. This is a big favorite, and this is, you know, if I come back with an 0-4, I, I, I'm going to understand this is stupid, and big favorites are risky. The New England Patriots favored by 9.5 against Denver. Um, I don't care if Drew Locke starts. I don't care if John Locke, the lost character, is starting at quarterback. I don't care if it's uh, Jeff Driscoll or Brett Rippon. I'm taking Bill Belichick with two weeks' preparation for a beat-up Broncos team that has half a dozen players on IR. Unfortunately, most of them are on the offensive side of the football. I I don't know how they move the ball here. Melvin Gordon had a DUI this week. It's unlikely that he's going to play due to a suspension. Um, Phillip Lindsay may be back, but go ahead and scoop up Royce Freeman uh, in fantasy if you need somebody two weeks from now. Broncos are on a bye week next week. Um Obviously, because I did that. I got Royce Freeman. <laughs> and I dropped Melvin Gordon, who's a bum. Um, and I, you know, listen, Cam Newton didn't play last game due to COVID, and the defense kept them in it. There is some question about Gilmore did test positive for COVID. I believe it will have been over 10 days, so there's a chance he plays Sunday. Either way, 
Bill Belichick's two weeks to prepare for Vic Fangio. Say goodnight. I like the Patriots, favored by nine and a half. Another favorite, but a lower line. Steelers favored by three. We covered this extensively with Sam Monson in the uh, interview, which was tremendous. Um, I know the Pittsburgh opponent's records is 315-1, but it's not like the Browns have beaten anybody. Okay, You take away the Ravens' loss, and their four wins are against teams that are 7-12-1. And And again, I I talked about with Sam um, the Baker Mayfield injury, the pressure rate of the Steelers putting on opposing quarterbacks, the struggles of the Browns' offensive line with the great guard out. I I, I don't know. Unless there's massive breakdowns again in the Steelers' secondary, I I see um, Baker Mayfield struggling here, and uh, I I like the Steelers' favor by three. That's actually my favorite bet of the week, if you had to ask me. I I don't know who's betting on the Browns. It was four, four and a half, and it came down to three. I scooped it up. I bought the dips, and um, I, I like Pittsburgh a lot. So we got Dolphins favored by nine, Patriots favored by nine and a half, Pittsburgh by three. And my final one, Really risky here. Uh, road favorite of more than a touchdown. That's just gross. It's not really in my DNA, but I'm sorry. I got to do it. The numbers say Baltimore is uh, a considerable favorite against Philly for many, many reasons. The Ravens defense has looked spotty at times against Pat Mahomes, but other than that game, lights out. And they're pressuring quarterbacks uh, much better than you saw in the Mahomes game. They mistakenly tried to blitz Mahomes. It didn't work. And they got crushed. I mean, you can blitz Carson Wentz all you want. Carson Wentz is not making the plays that Mahomes is. Wentz did look okay last week moving around in the pocket, but you can force him into interceptions. The Steelers did that. And this Baltimore secondary, um, it can get tenacious at times. I like Marcus Peters a lot. And... Offensively, I haven't seen a team the first time around with Lamar Jackson stop him. Second time around, hey, we've seen this. We know what's coming. How do you plan for Lamar Jackson in practice? And don't tell me Jalen Hurts is the guy. Jalen Hurts is a nice quarterback. But it's it's almost as if the Ravens held off on Lamar running against the Bengals, not only because of the knee, but also because they didn't want to put anything else on tape for the Eagles. This is a big game. Ravens-Eagles is a big game. Um, Eagles are projected to be one of the better teams in the league. They were projected to win the NFC East. Baltimore's going to go in there. This is not a long road trip for them. And I expect big smash-mouth football. Uh, Eagles are pretty good stopping the run, although uh, I believe James Conner hit uh, 100 last week. I should double-check that. But Baltimore Ravens favored by 7.5. I like them here. I think this number creeps up a little bit. And um, I'm sorry. I, I just think this is a Ravens team that's on a mission since the loss. Uh, Very narrative of me, right, to say on a mission. Since the um, loss, they were humbled a bit by Mahomes and the Chiefs, and and I like Baltimore here, favored by 7.5. So those are the four picks. Risky going all favorites. Last week, 2-1 and on Sunday with two favorites covering and um, the underdog Washington football club not coming through. So we're going Dolphins by 9, Patriots by 9.5, Baltimore 7.5, and Pittsburgh by 3. Everybody, Enjoy the games. Good luck. We'll talk to you Monday. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of SI's new podcast, Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered some of the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. And now that continues on our show. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? 
backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.